Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, everyone. Hi, Shan. Hello, Annie. Hello, listeners. Hi, Mom. We are back in <laughs> these four walls. Okay, Shan, can yep. you tell me what you're wearing today, please? Uh, okay. I'm, oh, I'm glad you Talk asked. I'm wearing <laughs> the Rihanna Pima Creepers, which were very hard to get. Got them. Nice. Um, I'm wearing, would you say these are a kick flare? Is that the right terminology? Like a cropped kick flare, oh, yeah. close. I'm wearing cropped click, click, kick flare jeans. That's a tongue twister, isn't it? Uh, I've got on this weird, uh, like, paisley it doesn't shirt look thing that I got from charity shop. And it's a bit chilly in this ASOS studio, so I've found a jumper that was hanging on a rack. You've borrowed a jumper. I would have borrowed, yeah. I would describe this colour as... I don't know. It's quite Yeezy, isn't it? A dusty purple. There's a reason you do the fashion segment of this podcast. Yeah, there is a reason. Well, do you actually own any boys' clothes, is what I wanted to ask you. Uh, yeah, I've got quite a lot of my brother's old jumpers. I've got some dungarees. Okay, I'm, I'm not sure that counts. Is but this, anyway, is this a good thing? Yeah, this is good because this episode, I actually had two new guests come and join me. Ooh. One of which was our menswear fashion editor, Luke, and our deputy star editor, Letty. And we chatted about men's fashion week and why menswear is taking over. Oh, so what you're saying is keep wearing my brother's jumpers. Totally. Not quite the vibe I was going for. But anyway, who have you been talking to? Well, I'm going to give you three clues. Ready? Okay. Yep. Number one, they're a duo. Number two, they're always late. Right. And the final clue is that they've got mad musical skills. Okay, well, that just sounds like us. It's us. Yeah, it's us. Did you interview us? Yeah. Do you remember it? <laughs> Did you have no, fun? I don't know how that happened because I wasn't there. You weren't there because... Drum roll... The Rizzle Kicks were there. Our special guest is the Rizzle Kicks. Great. I can't wait to hear. Were they fun? They were really fun. Okay, well, we also confused everyone this episode with our love-related question, which was, what is the dating phenomenon benching? Yeah, that is it's quite confusing. I know, we're learning I'm so confused. many new words. Yeah. Ghosting, the benching. Dictionary of dating. Um, 
And because festival season is in full swing, Georgia Murray stopped by to talk about women-only spaces at music festivals. Bring it on. Hi, and welcome to ASOS HQ. So this episode, I'm back in the fashion cupboard after our Graduate Fashion Week special, but we're changing things up slightly. We're actually going to be talking about menswear. So shall I introduce my two guests? Hello, Letty and Luke. Hello. Hi. How are you? Not too bad. Yeah, good, thanks. Do you want to introduce yourself to everybody? Um, So I'm Letty. I work in the women's wear fashion team. And I'm Luke, and I am the menswear fashion editor at ASOS. Okay, great. So um, although we're surrounded by women's wear clothes, um, we want to talk about menswear because it's just been, well, it is Men's Fashion Week month at the moment. Um, so should we talk about some shows? Because, Luke, have you be, you went to London collections? I popped in on the weekend. Okay. And what were your favourite shows? What Or what sort of were the key things that you kind of were loving? I think... As with every season, Craig Green really stood out. He tends to, I think, generally on a kind of global menswear scale, he's always picked up as someone to look at now. He started off as a graduate and then kind of gradually got a bit more kind of prominence and now is kind of everyone's go-to London show. And what's his kind of style? Why is he so great? Kind of for your kind of general menswear person, it's probably quite kind of fashion forward and full on. So it's kind of very oversized very sort of quite conceptual, quite sort of comme de garçon, which is a very okay. big, like, Japanese label, quite sort of based in uniform, and but it's still kind of quite British, and he works a lot with textiles, and it's all very kind of handcrafted. Okay, so he, he was amazing. He was amazing. So it's kind of a continuation of what he usually does, but um, with more kind of colour, which he then kind of washed out to do the same looks in pastel colours, which if that makes any sense. Okay, so pa- pastels, that's quite surprising. Yeah, there's it? quite a lot of pastels. So he did a lot of pastel in this other brand, this British um, London-based brand called Kottweiler, Kott, like Rottweiler. Okay. Um, and- did pastels too, but in kind of tracksuit shapes, which felt quite nice. And what else was cool? Letty, did you see anything that you were really loving? Um, I really loved Astrid Anderson, mostly for the women's wear in there as well. Okay, so that's quite a big thing at the moment about the season in general so there's women's wear within men's wear shows do we want to talk a bit about that yeah i mean there was a lot of um a lot of designers are showing women's wear in their collections for the first time casey hayford grace wells bonner aggie and sam sibling yeah so sibling it was the sort of debut this season they're not showing at london fashion week anymore they're showing as as part of men's as a joint show that's do you think that's a way that the fashion is kind of going at the moment everything's becoming a bit more unified yeah i think it's happened we've seen it happen kind of elsewhere so in paris vetimont are now showing men's and women's together burberry have mentioned they're going to do it paul smith said they're going to do it gucci gucci doing it now and <clears throat> um, you've always seen it sort of on a smaller scale so like prada letty mm. was saying earlier um show their women's wear resort with their menswear but that's only say you know a few looks within menswear but i think journey's going to be more equally weighted i think it was quite surprising in london to see that there was a lot of women's wear within the shows, not just kind of one or two sort of token looks, but a full, yeah. So it's going a, a bit more collection. that way. Yeah. yeah. And then, do you think women's wear start a trend, and then men's wear sort of come together with it? You see it happen. So if it's not like a very obvious link, there's um, like the handwriting of women's wear trend often kind of pops up again in men's wear. And then, is there anything in sp- in particular like trends that have sort of come out 
within both women's wear and men's wear that you guys are excited about? I think a really kind of strong trend at London was this kind of we called it nandrogyne. So it's like oh, dressing, dressing like your uh, dressing like your grandma. And I know women's wear here have done a big focus on kind of mix and match. Yeah, we've um, we picked up on that for autumn into sixteen as well, and it's kind of like mix and match. Anything goes, regardless of like age or era. It's that kind of clash which is really working at the moment. That's interesting for men's wear and women's wear that you so you can borrow clothes from your granny. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah, Aggie yeah. and Sam did, you know, I think those was based on one of their dads got ill when they were younger and so couldn't go back to work so became like a house husband and their collection was based on that. So it was like a, a man reinterpreting women's wear kind of house clothes for themselves. So there's like rubber gloves but made into kind of more masculine, like an actual sort of fashion piece rather than just a rubber glove. A bit like um, Queen, Freddie, that video when he's got the hair. Oh, for. yeah. Um, yeah. But um, it was in a really beautiful yeah. way as well, wasn't it? Not like kind of novelty. Oh, it didn't yeah, feel no, novelty no. or kind of That's fancy it, yeah. dress. <clears throat> it just felt like a very like a genuine, you know, men's wear proposition. Like men would, could wear this, but it's still based on like women's wear ideas even. And do you think as well, within fashion at the moment, people are um, using their collections to sort of make more of a statement? So I think punk's coming back in. And I think at some of the shows, designers sort of gave their stance on like Brexit and things like that. Do you think that? something that's happening more at the moment I think fashion always there's always a place for like statement within but there should be anyway you know because clothes are meant to kind of represent a point of view or a or a state of mind and if it doesn't do that I think it's always good to have that to back clothes up because they can just become you know a t-shirt and trousers and also I think with London as well though like correct me if I'm wrong I don't know people aren't afraid to kind of make more of a statement and like put their opinion onto the clothes I think people always kind of look to London for that yeah so I think in Milan and Paris you tend to get kind of more polished mm. not to say that London isn't polished but more kind of big brand big business like the LVMH is in the which is a big corporation um who support shows but in London there's a lot more younger designers who yeah. kind of support themselves and can make bigger statements without kind of worrying about losing their funding or things like that so there's a lot of that sort of punk was in there there's a lot about kind of identity and like queerness and and gayness and sexuality which was quite interesting and a lot about um sort of surveillance and sort of being watched and being targeted yeah like Christopher Kane show especially was really good for that wasn't it yeah because he went back to his childhood in Glasgow I think in the 90s, 80s and 90s when there was like Catholic Protestant riots and um, they felt people were targeted by like police or by gangs and there was a lot of like surveillance prints and target prints and, and how about key pieces are there what are the key pieces that sort of come out there's a lot of kind of decon denim which again is like quite good um, quite relevant in women's wear as well and that again kind of shows that whole 90s influence like influences like Margiela and you know labels like Vetements and um, new CSM graduate Philip Ellis like picking up on that kind of structure within the clothes as well. Like there's a lot of um, almost like kind of old ideas but but refreshed there's like tracksuits came back again but in denim or in pastel colours or in Carl did them in kind of this clear like latex almost which probably wouldn't be picked up by people yeah, but okay. like the very fact that that's what they did is interesting so it was a tracksuit but it was redone in something in like a fresh fabric yeah. which you wouldn't necessarily you could do in like you know something more appropriate but so all round then it seems like a bit of a shake-up and men's wear women's wear kind of coming a bit more together it's all a really interesting time at the moment it felt like kind of a good start to because men's wear can kind of stagnate a bit and feel a bit samey and it did feel like it kind of shook things up a little bit and Hopefully Great. Kick exciting. Off a more exciting season. It is exciting. Well, thanks for all of your comments and tips and trends Sorry. and we'll look forward to looking at more men's wear shows. Thanks, Annie. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Right, so nandrogyny. Yeah, nandrogyny. Quite cool. That's a good word, I think. Yeah, so if you're not dressing like a boy, you're dressing like your nan. Yeah, you need to get inspiration from your nan when you get dressed up in the morning. With what sort of things, though? Well, like a pleated skirt. 
or some nice old school florals or a pussy bow blouse those kind of things Great. i can see i can see you like you're not gonna you're not gonna wear a pussy bow blouse i'm probably not i can't even say it pussy bow blouse yeah it's yeah, quite a tongue twister i'm not sure about that oh it's that music again. it's that music it's your ringtone it's not my ringtone should be um well it's that time of the episode where we ask people questions about love yeah and we went for a bit of a confusing one this week yeah i think it is quite confusing so the question this week is what is benching benching should we see what people thought it was yeah let's do it okay let's do it benching is it where you like is it where you lift weights <laughs> Oh no. Is it like planking? Where you like, like, <laughs> lie on a bench? I think I've been benched. But, so I've probably been the benchy rather than the bencher. So have I ever been benched? No, I haven't ever been benched. Something probably rude. <laughs> I'm guessing. There's something involving something like strange positions. <laughs> uh, no, I've never benched anyone before. And I'm sure I've been benched without even realising it. I don't know, something rude. <laughs> um, oh, or is it when you go to the... No. Is it at the gym? I feel like it's when you lay on a bench, but I could be completely wrong. <laughs> no idea. I was thinking planking, so I'm going to go um, for... Um, you're, you're on your tippy toes and arms and your... I can't go into detail, that's, that's it, you're planking, but it's like, I don't know. I mean, some really good guesses there. <laughs> that was quite funny. Yeah, not quite right. So, benching. Okay, you're going to explain to me I'm what benching is. I'm going to attempt to explain it, but it is kind of confusing. So, we've previously, on this podcast, talked about ghosting. So yeah, ghosting which is also quite confusing. It's also a bit confusing, yeah. Ghosting is you're texting someone or you're dating someone and you kind of cease and desist, you just stop. You vanish. Yeah, no explanation. Benching right. is along a kind of similar vein where you stop, but then you may return. So you're effectively leaving someone on the bench, like a player in a game. So like, so this is a football an- analogy, really. Yeah, you're like swapping in your players. Okay, I think it just sounds awful. Yeah, it's really mean. Yeah, I don't, okay, I don't like any of these words, ghosting, benching. But also the benchy, you shouldn't let yourself be a benchy. You shouldn't. Or a bencher, or a benchy. Or a bencher, yeah. Well, enough of that benching. Yeah, no more benching. No, shall we hear what happened when you met Rizzle Kicks? Yes. Hi, Harley. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Rizzle Kicks. What's going on, Shan? Hello. How are you guys? Wonderful. What have you done today already? Turned up to ASOS. Little bit late. Yeah. Five minutes. Harley's... Yeah, Harley's got issues with punctuality recently. I, I was, I was quite, I was quite intimidated by all the cool-looking people outside of the building. It is quite intimidating. And I didn't want to walk. I didn't want to walk through them. I got a bit. I got a bit. Tested. So you were here early, but you just stood outside. No, I wasn't here. I was here late. like late, three minutes late, and then um, three became five. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna stand in, have a cigarette, and look cool for a minute, and then. And then I plucked up. What did you have for breakfast? What did you have for breakfast? You're a nice model. Huh? You probably fit right in. People probably thought you were a nice model. I mean, it has been said, yeah. No, it hasn't. What did you have for breakfast? Banana. And Sorry, some I'm cereal. actually doing the questions here. What? Why did you have cereal? Because you were in a rush. <laughs> Is it because you woke up late? Carry on. Is this just a big marketing ploy for your new single? Yeah. Do you want to sing it? I miss my friend's engagement because I'm always late. That's pretty much. I turned up late for an ASOS podcast because I'm, I'm always, always late. late. I sleep through my alarm clock because I'm hardly out on a soule. 
I was me if I, I do it again that. and I would say okay I'm always late I sleep through I'm my alarm I turn up late for the studio <laughs> I turn up late for interviews get intimidated by male models <laughs> it wasn't just male models yeah, there were some female models too outside the building. Who intimidated you the most? Who's intimidated you the most today? Today, mm. um, just it was just the collective. My reflection. Oof. Your reflection. <laughs> I was looking in a mirror at your reflection, and it really confused the hell out of me. That's really good. Yeah. So that single of which she just sang. Yeah. Great. That was that perfect. Rendition. Was that kind of general, or was there a specific event that triggered that song I did about t- punctuality I, I or lack up, off? I turned up five hours late. Five mm. hours. Yeah. For the studio, yeah. Oh come on! It was That's tactical. Not... I promise you right now. What happened was five tap hours. Into the zen now, it's we? true. Listen, Harley r- works differently to me when we make music, yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes. Our speeds clash in the studio because I just want to write something super quick and high takes a little longer. He's like a fine wine, mm. yeah? I'm more like WKD. <laughs> right? So, like, so, so I, after having maybe had a long night. Sure, yeah, to say, to say the very Yeah, best. I thought, you know what I'll do? I'll tactically sleep 12 <laughs> till 5 in the knowledge that not only will I catch up on sleep, Harley will write a banging chorus. What? happened on another level. It wasn't just the banging chorus, it was actually about the fact that I, that was what I was meaning for it to happen. Yeah. Hi, you're so nice. I'm really nice. Yeah, like your reaction to John being five hours late was to just write a sick song. Mine would be to like, I'd be really passive aggressive no. and maybe. It's probably because if we were gonna make tallies of who's been late for the studio, I wouldn't say I've been late more than Holly. Just gonna throw Yeah. I don't think I've been He sleeps through his alarm a lot. As we were talking about, I, but it's a fault with the iPhone, and I think that's absolutely I just, fine. I just, uh, that when that sound goes off in the morning, my subconscious has, has just taught Stop. itself to just turn it off it without, without my conscious being. Maybe you should set it to your single it. to be your alarm. Huh? Maybe you should set your single to be your alarm. No, because I don't want to get any ideas. Yeah, about being late. I had my alarm as um, Nina Simone, my baby cares for me, for like a year and a half, and it was the most pleasant awakening I could ever have. It's nice, though. I listened to the whole song, and then I was awake, and I was happy. If anyone wants a suggestion for an alarm song... Oh, really? Yeah. These people who get alarms that are like horrendous sounds, yeah, like, eh, 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 or that stupid guitar thing on a bloody iPhone that's like, ding, 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 and I swear to God, why do you want that to wake you up? Sometimes you need something aggressive, No, because you just press snooze. Bang, bang, like, I want to hear that sound. My, my baby cares for me. I'm like, yo, Nina, wanna... sing me awake, babe. Yeah, it makes sense. I used to wake up to um, Libertines up the bracket. Oh, and I used, to, a... I used to stand on my bed and just go, <laughs> I'd go crazy for like four minutes. That's good. Yeah. That's a good. You've got a Libertine tattoo, don't you? I do. Ah, yeah. Done, done my research. So, guys, you've been a. You could say that you've had a. I can't pronounce this word. Yoga retreat. Hiatus. Say it again. Hiatus. 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 Um, and apart from recording all, Almost Late, what else have you been doing? Presumably there's a third album in the works. A lot of yoga. Who actually? No. Did a bit of yoga. I actually planned a yoga, yoga. I actually yoga. Planned a yoga session great. for the 4th of July today. Just so you know. Really? Yeah. It'll be good for you, man. I think it will. Yeah, you're very unstretchy at the moment as well. <laughs> so did you take like a gap year to find yourself and do gap like yoga? Oh, you, you could, figuratively, yeah. We didn't actually go to, to kind of cheap destinations. Yeah. In, in that part of Asia, but we, we but we, I mean, that would be great. I, I'm still into that idea of maybe having a, but no, it was more personal gap year within our own circle. Yeah, because it seems like you're quite busy. You both did solo, had solo projects. Yeah. And oh yeah, we have actually done stuff for sure. 
Yeah. <laughs> We've not just been straight chilling. Acting and making years. music, yeah. But in terms of Rizzle Kicks, man, it's like... It's a tough world, pop and mainstream and that. It's quite... Um, I think with the advance of technology and how people interact with their fans and the culture, it's, yeah. it's, you have to take a little conscious step back to really, like, gain perspective. Because when you're in it, like... It's just it's like... Mad. Yeah, it's just like everyone for themselves. Like. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. how did you know it was the right time to come back together um, I make it sound like you Harley found broken me up. crying by the canal was it a bit like going on a bit of a break <laughs> huh? from each other as well uh, no and then you found uh, Harley found me crying in into a now magazine <laughs> <laughs> by the canal and he goes what's wrong I was like I can't I can't release I, a third album now <laughs> I can't do it I, I think I think it's because at a time like I'm not I'm not trying to diss anyone or anything but I feel like Ooh. the the Do mainstream it. pop market at the moment's quite dull Ooh. to say the least Ooh. and I think no and I think that there's some good tunes coming out don't get me wrong but it's all kind of very like serious and um, did you ask why we, we come back now Is that what you <coughs> yeah oh, right, why now yeah it's all it's all just feels very serious and, and everything's quite quite samey and so I feel like it was the right time to come back with a burst of energy from us because like, there's no competition. Well, it's not yeah, like competition. So, yeah, we've it's just faceless a... now, isn't it, really? It's yeah, like... I don't know whose songs are whose anymore. What about the new album, then? What can you, what can you say about it? Rubbish. Rubbish. Yeah, yeah, awful. awful. Where does it sit in the three? It doesn't. Which is your favourite? It sits with, sit with teens like maybe Talisa's last album and and um, probably the next S Club 3 record. I won't hear bad words said about Talisa. Really? Thank you. Why? She's feel really bad for her. I just think she's had a really hard time. She probably has had a hard time, not gonna lie. She was set up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so cool. What did you just say, sir? And then, I can't remember. Oh, how good, is your album good? Is it gonna be good? <laughs> is it gonna be good? Is it gonna be good? I, I think so. I reckon it's gonna be our best work. Yeah. I okay. It's definitely gonna be the thing I'm, I think, I think at the moment, it might be the thing I'm most proud of if we continue the way we're making the music now. Yeah. That's amazing. I That's think really like cool. it's, it's, What's interesting, what's been interesting coming back into this process is like, you get a different perspective of time when you're, when you're out of the kind of that world. But now you've got all the intense pressures of things. I think we're feeling as though like in our own heads, it's like, oh my God, this, you know, this album has to be definitive, but we're just gonna make great music. We're not gonna be lazy about it. We're gonna make something that we think is a staple of our, our current situation. And then you've got a tour in November. Yeah. November, December tour, yeah, yeah. get it. Um, check that out online on Twitter or whatever you can find our tickets I like that you make them do their own find work. a ticket I can't you remember can, the, it's like it. com or something isn't it I have no idea alright you ready to play a game yeah okay you've got to guess who these tweets are by okay okay number one blushing is amazing if you think about it your own body can call your bluff. Is it one of the Kardashians or Jenners? Mm-mm. Is it a singer? No. Oh, wow. What it's kind of world are we looking a in? A male actor. A British. male actor. What was it again? Blushing is amazing if you think about it. Your own yeah, body can call your bluff. Yeah, I've been quite shallow about this. That is actually is a very, very, very quite a good observation. Is yeah. it Hiddleston probably, isn't it? Yes! It's actually... I can't believe you got that. <laughs> That's so good. Cool. You said well a British done. actor. No, I didn't. I said the British actor who made that tweet, Harley. Thank yeah. you very much. No, I'm really impressed. Well done. Cheers. Okay. He's number... just very popular at the moment, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? All right, number two. Fact. We often get guys on dates who order plain but ask us to put extra hot flags in their chicken. 
Hashtag just saying. I saw that on first dates, actually. You saw that on first dates? Yeah. What, that situation? The trick of how to, like, so one guy, he's like a real wimp in Nando's, but, like, what he does is he asks the people behind the till to give him an extra hot flag and puts it in his, in his like, medium or plain. It's quite funny. Uh, is it a female English singer? No. Male? You've actually already said it. Taylor Swift? No. Oh, no, one of the Jenners? No. Kardashian? No, no, no. I'm just going to read this again. Fact, we... Oh, we often get guys on dates who order plain guys, that's but ask plural, us to put extra hot group. flags in Little their chicken. What? We. we said it already? Yeah, you said it. I said it? Yeah. It's Nando's. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that's not... <laughs> that's not who I was thinking. <laughs> I wouldn't think it's that straightforward. <laughs> like, it's a British singer. That's a yeah. trick question. Why? That is a trick because question. Because they're talking about their own thing, man. Like, come on. Well... Oh, neither of us said nanos. That's actually. literally so that was, lateral. That was, a, that was a, like a throw off as well. Sorry about not getting a really obvious no, you, no, one no, right. No, John said Nando's. You like no. saw this happen in Nando's. No, you said first no, dates. No, first dates. I'm sure you said Nando's. Said I first didn't date. say Nando's. Warren? <laughs> Shannon, I didn't say Did Nando's. Did you hear Nando's? <gasps> I'm 100% sure you didn't say Nando's. Okay, said, let's go I to the next tweet, man. Let's go to the let's next tweet. Let's leave this beef behind. All right. I'm teaching my daughter that the sun goes down every night because it's mad at her. Probably going to write a book on parenting at some point. <laughs> Who the f- said that to their kid? <laughs> Katie Hopkins. Probably. <laughs> Katie Price. It's a guy. It's a guy. Oh, that's... See, we're being so sexist already. We're just jumping on, like... So that's a what? dad who's done that. That's a dad, yeah. yeah. see, we should have known that because that's... Um, is it, are they English or American? British. Um, Danny American. Dyer. American. American. No, but he's great on Twitter. He is great. American. Kanye mm. West. No. I'll teach my son that the sun Kanye goes down do because he's bad at... Is he? Would we respect him? He's yeah. done some dodgy. Johnny Depp, Brendan Fraser, late. Johnny Depp. It's Ryan Reynolds. Well, sorry, Wait. his career has only he's, propelled of yeah. late. Deadpool is his best it. performance of all time. Oh, okay, don't. Let's yeah, move on. Yeah. You need to watch Deadpool before you start slating Reynolds. Yeah. But you already slated his parenting skills. Yeah, so and and his, and his previous three real. films. But other than Deadpool. He's a great. I mean, he's great. Deadpool's brilliant. All right, I'll go watch. But that. I didn't really awful know. Dad, I didn't awful really dad. know what. But now I know it's Ryan Reynolds. Dad, great, I understand dad, that it's a joke. All right, this is a series of tweets. It's three. Tony West. My favorite ones. All right. Does the Queen open her crisp packets with scissors? Does the Queen want to change her display pick on banknotes? Does the Queen wish she was born into a normal family so she can just go raving and link man on Tinder and get HD brows? Skepta. No, but you're in the Chip. right genre. Link, ma- oh, Big Nasty. No. Fecky. Uh-uh. Is it someone bigger than Storm? No, Storm's the no. biggest, isn't it? Wiley. Who's talking you about the Queen You know you like said that? Skepta. Yeah. JME. Yeah. Oh, JME, obviously, because he would have done the banknote thing. Yeah. He's my favourite person that. on the whole of Twitter. Doesn't follow anyone <laughs> either, man. No. If only I was such a messiah. Such a babe. He's a genius. Like yeah. he actually is genius, though. Yeah. Big up Jamie. In every all time. in all ways. Um, all right. Sometimes you got to follow people, though. Yeah. Especially if they nick something. Kanye only follows Kim. Yeah, I mean, Quite clearly. Much. Quite a big move. All right. Well, that's sort of everything, oh really. God, Thanks for coming into ASOS. Our pleasure. Thanks. Thank you for the invite. Where? What should people do now if they're like gagging I mean, for more visual kicks? Should they watch a new video? Go and buy a ticket? Follow um, you on Instagram? No, 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 don't waste your time with that shit. Boring. So yeah, just like watch the video. Well, Rizzle Kicks always late. Stick it into YouTube if you like it and buy it on iTunes. And then if you like that, then watch us perform live 
wherever you live. <laughs> Plant a few sunflowers. Can you sing us out again? That was really nice. Um, I'm always late. I'm, I'm always late. To ASOS meetings. So the Rizzle Kicks, they're cool. Mm-hmm. And they wrote a song about being late because they work together. So maybe we should write a song because we work together. Yeah, we could do. What are you thinking? Well, I think it needs to have a theme. Like, their theme is being late. We're so... not really late, though. We're quite punctual. So what would our theme be? I'm always... Hungry! I'm always hungry. You're quite hungry. Yeah, I love food. Okay, we could write a song about... Always being hungry. Yeah. But you know what? I was actually just thinking, you know that tweet about does the Queen open crisps with the scissors? Yeah, that's funny. A really good tweet from Jamie. Um... That made me quite want some crisps. I don't think the Queen would open her crisps with scissors because I don't think that she would own a pair of scissors. I don't think she's a big crisp eater. No. Ah, hi, Georgia. Hey, guys. How are you? All right. Good. Good. All right, so, Georgia, none of us got a Glastonbury ticket. Absolutely gutted. Absolutely gutted. But it's festival season, which means that there might be other festivals we can go to. Um, That's true. But I thought it'd be quite cool to talk about um, a space at Glastonbury um, called the Sisterhood. Yeah, we've read about that. So is that the first ever women-only space at Glastonbury? Yeah, exactly. Um, And it was an intersectional space. It was queer, trans and disability friendly, which is obviously super important. Um, And it was also located in Shangri-La. Shangri-La, Annie. Yeah, is the I, big. I actually don't know what this is. <laughs> it's like where all the after parties are, the big like club bit. Okay, so it's a cool place to be. It's a cool it's place. It's a very cool place right, to be. Right, noted. Okay, thanks, guys. <laughs> um, and yeah, the space had everything all female everything from security to DJs to bar staff and obviously lineup. Um, it was part of Shangri-La's theme, um, Media House. So it was designed basically to bring women together to explore marginalised voices and women's voices within media and music. That's cool. So what kind of stuff went on? Um, some really, really like amazing stuff. There was workshops on topics like diversity and intersectionality um, and then also practical stuff like how to use DIY tools, which sounds oh so fun. I think um, I can already do that, actually. Yes, can Shan. You? Yeah. Of course you can, <laughs> Shan. I'm sick with power tools. Um, and then Galdem, um, who are an online magazine run by women of colour and who we've also featured in ASOS magazine, um, they were there and so were activist collective Sisters Uncut, uh, spoken word poet Kate Tempest, and then there was music across the weekend as well. Great. So, so much fun stuff then. But why did they do it this year? Well, um, in a statement by the organisers, they said, um, we believe that women-only spaces are necessary in a world that is still run by and designed to benefit mainly men. Oppression against women continues in various manifestations around the world today in in different cultural contexts. In the UK, the gender pay gap in the workplace, cuts to domestic violence services and sex worker rights are current talking points that highlight this issue. The Sisterhood seeks to provide a secret space for women to connect, to network, to share stories and to have fun to learn the best way to support each other in our global struggle to end oppression against women and all marginalised people while showcasing the best and boldest female talent in the UK and beyond. Well, that sounds like a really strong mission statement. What have people been saying about it? Well, obviously, it was a hot topic on Twitter. Um, One particularly negative article on The Spectator said, we should be reluctant to take this initiative seriously for what could possibly oppress women at Glastonbury. By creating a zone in which women are sectioned off, it completely undermines what needs to be done to win women more freedom. Um, The Guardian's news story alone got about 2,000-ish comments on it, so you can see it ruffled people's feathers. 
Yeah, but surely there's uh, lots of positive comments as well about it. Yeah, there were think pieces on places like The Guardian and Stylist making cases for the safety of women and the great feeling of being at all girl nights um, when there's nothing but good vibes in the air. Um, But I also wanted to find out what a female musician thought, so I spoke to Rebecca from indie duo Slow Club to find out what she had to say. Sounds really um, fantastic. (laughs) And I would definitely love to go. Um, And I love going out and not feeling... A good night to me is when you feel safe and not threatened and able to be yourself. And that's something that is like a young woman often can't do. And that's not changing anytime soon, I don't think. So the only way to combat it is to provide stuff like that. So we can have the same experience that like a group of lads can have. Uh, I like Rebecca from Slow Club. She's a babe. Yeah, she sounds great. Um, so the Sisterhood, it's the first of its kind at Glastonbury, but uh, what about elsewhere? Um, well, in Michigan, there's a festival called Electric Forest, which has a female-only space called Her Forest. Um, then there are the women-only festivals like Lilith Fair, um, which was a travelling festival with an all-female lineup founded in 1997. Um, and back in Michigan again, uh, there was a festival called Women's Music Festival, which had been going since 1975. Um, that actually had its last year in 2015 due to its outdated rules excluding trans people which made it super unpopular oh yeah i do remember that Mm. so what are the other factors being brought up when we talk about these female only spaces um well the sisterhood isn't just a space for women to feel safer and more comfortable but it's a really great place to rep women that wouldn't usually be seen on festival bills oh yeah did you see that um they've like edited the reading and leeds lineup last year no, what was that? <laughs> they basically they'd taken out all the male musicians from the lineup poster, so it was only left with like the female, the bands with females in it, or the yeah. female artists, and it was basically like a blank poster. There were like six on there or something. Oh so God. depressing. Yeah, the Guardian actually analysed twelve major UK festivals and found that eighty-six percent of the performers were guys. That's a lot. It's so much. With Reading and Leeds and Download um, being particularly crap, with ninety-four percent and ninety-six percent respectively. That's even more. Yeah, it is. Um, In Glastonbury's 45-year history, this is really bleak, you can count the female headline acts, band or solo, on one hand. Can you guys guess who any of them are? Beyonce. Correct. Florence and the Machines. Yes. Um, And the others were Sinead O'Connor, Shakespeare's sister and Suzanne Vega. Yes. Very few and far between. So the sisterhood probably had a higher concentration of female acts in that one space than most festivals do over the whole weekend. Exactly. It sounds like my dream tent, to be honest. We should headline Glastonbury. <laughs> what, us? Yeah, bring up the numbers. <laughs> okay, yeah, because there's two of us. Yeah. And Georgia, Georgia that's can three. Come. <laughs> Special guests. Uh, it'll be interesting <sighs> to see, though, if they keep doing it and if other festivals start to do a similar thing, won't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you can find out more about the sisterhood at... at join sisterhood oh thanks georgia yeah that was super informative no worries at all and hopefully see you both at some festivals yeah, this summer. yeah let's do it let's go you're gonna take me to a festival yeah great we can do these four walls live from our chosen festival looking forward <laughs> to it okay see you next episode see you soon guys bye bye well that brings us to the end of this episode it does and we've got a lot of people to thank this episode so yeah. thanks to luke and letty who spoke to us about menswear Thank you to Rizzle Kicks for coming in. 
also to Rebecca from Slow Club. Thanks to our lovely Georgia Murray. And shall we say thanks to Warren, our producer? Uh, go on then. Cheers, Warren. And remember to subscribe on Acast, iTunes or your favourite podcast app. If you like us, don't forget to rate us and join us next time for more chat from these four walls. <laughs>